to take a moment to invite you to check out my website, karagoodwin.com. I have a lot of resources out there to support your meditation practice. You can sign up to receive a free guided meditation to bring more calmness and light into your life. There's also a 21-day Learn to Meditate self-study program, and this can help you cultivate your own meditation practice or take your existing practice even deeper. Or if you're inspiring others in your life to begin meditating, that could be a great resource for them. There are also recorded workshops that Michael Massey and I have collaborated on, which dive into advanced concepts on consciousness. And I'll soon be releasing more offerings to support your growth, including an upcoming retreat later in the year. So please check it out at karagoodwin.com. And thanks for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm so excited to have Ruben Langdon back. Yay! Hi, Ruben. Yay! <laughs> hey, glad to be back. Thanks for having me, Kara. I'm so excited. Ruben was here for episode 149, and we had an amazing discussion, and we, we ran out of time a little bit, so he's graciously agreed to come back and continue our exploration um, Ruben is the creator of inter the Interview with Ed series on Gaia and Vimeo, and he's also an actor who's appeared in numerous blockbuster films and video games. So welcome back, Ruben. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Like I was just saying before we started recording, I'm having so much fun continuing to watch Interview with Ed. And what is so fun is just seeing your own multidimensional journey unfolding and I watched one recently where you talked about receiving a massive download during an eclipse. And as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, wait, stop, stop, stop. I want to hear everything about that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you just gave like the tiniest little flavor because, you know, you're interviewing other people. Right, right, and it right. just came in. But, but now you're here and I can say, tell me everything. Oh, what wow. Do you want to share? I, well, <laughs> I don't even remember which eclipse, which episode was that? Uh, this you... was the Mantis uh, with Jacqueline Smith. Oh, that was a big one. Yeah, that was a, yes. <clears throat> yeah, that was a big download. Um, uh, I, I've, I've told this story a few times, but I've, um, other than the craft in 2007 that I saw, uh, you know, physically um, flying around in, in Burbank, California, um, I haven't had any conscious interactions with, with beings. I know I've had interactions with beings because um, during my meditations and, um, and, and medicine journeys, I've gotten uh, to open some doors and gotten up to a point where I, I know there's something happening. And then, uh, and then I sort of black out um, so uh, my whatever, there's some blockages or my consciousness is sort of saying, nope, you're not ready for that yet, and, or my hair self or whatever it is. And I trust that, uh, you know, being in the space and learning all the, you know, wisdom nuggets, I've kind of come to the conclusion that, okay, that's probably what's going on. So no need to do that. However, I did have this one remarkable interaction with a mantis being uh, of all uh, of all beings right that that you could interact with um I, I wasn't one it was a couple it was actually so it was like a week before the eclipse uh or maybe two weeks um i was up in the mountains doing my meditation and in in meditation um 
the vision, I got the vision of, of a mantis bean and, um, and it was very, it was like his face uh, and it was actually the, the back of him. Um, I say him, I don't know if it was him or her, but uh, um, I, I felt like a masculine energy, I guess. And uh, he turned around and looked at me and, and, um, and I looked at him and I, and I was just mesmerized by the, um, particularly the eyes in the, because the, the amount of detail um, in sort of geometrical, um, almost like a beehive type, uh, uh, I don't know if it was that specific shape, but I just, in the, each eye had so much um, intricate detail in it. And I was just like getting sucked in at looking at the detail. I was like, oh, how cool is this? This is awesome. And then it kind of faded away. There was no messages. There was no uh, uh, any any kind of uh, you know. I was just like, is it? And then I was questioning myself: Is did I make that up in my imagination? It, was that an actual visitation, or was it just me, you know, tuning into whatever? Didn't know what it was. And then about two weeks later was this uh, eclipse, and uh, went up to the mountain, and I had a couple friends with me. And we were doing a hike and we went to meditate on the mountains. And um, it was a very powerful uh, sight visually. Um, and at the same time, though, um, one of our friends was processing a lot. She was an elder lady and, and uh, it was a lot of energy for her to process. So we were kind of um, helping her back to the car and um, checking in with her. And I could feel um just energetically i could i felt like i was tuning into what she was processing just a lot of heavy old traumas that um were, were coming to the surface and she didn't really want to go into it but <clears throat> um got to the car and then um uh i remember my teeth started clicking like i was like okay what's going on here and i started feeling like weird energies going through my body i'm like okay <laughs> something's weird going on i think we better get home <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm driving and i'm like okay something's a little off and then uh it was, it was only like a 15 minute drive and then uh, i got home and, and i just i, I told everybody it's like look I, you know the 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 lady that was with us she was actually not feeling well either so she rested uh, um went, went to bed. And then I, I went to bed in my other room and, uh, just laid there and then got zapped. It, it felt like, it felt like a couple hours, but I think in reality it was only like 30 minutes and I got an energetic zap of, um, uh, uh, my whole body was just vibrating. I was kind of like flopping around like a fish. And, um, and then at the same time, it, the mantis was there and the mantis this was giving me all this information uh, about our galactic history, about the human experiment. And it was a lot of stuff that I had sort of heard through interviews and different things, but there was a lot of new stuff and there was a lot of dots being connected that I had not connected like on my own. Uh, um, so uh, I, took it as okay is this a visitation from it and I kept like opening my eyes looking around the room and I didn't see anybody or anything but I'd close my eyes and go back into this energy and just feeling the energy go through me and um and that's that mantis interview with the with the hybrids that was sort of a test 
uh, I did not tell them my, my full experience until you actually see in real time in the interview, I start sharing a little bit. I wanted to see if all, if my experience, I wanted, I was looking in a sense for some validation for my experience, but without strategically without divulging too much. So then they could kind of like, yeah, this, you know, you know what I mean? I was trying, trying to see if this is, was my experience real and are they real? You know, are they really connecting to the same energy that I had this experience to? And now that I've had this experience, I, you know, I can kind of use it as a, as a BS meter in a sense. Um, and it just, everything sunk up like this, which just blew my mind even more in real time. My mind is like, Whoa, that's exactly what I was experiencing. And, and I just met them. I literally met them like uh, Barbara Lamb introduced me. Uh, I saw them on the stage at the, uh, uh, we were at the uh, UFO Congress and uh, Barbara had just released her book, meet the hybrids. And they were two, uh, it was Rob and Jacqueline that were in, in the book. So, um, and, and at the time I didn't even know there was other, the man, the whole mantis, uh, uh thing was, was not a common experience for people to have that interaction. And the only other time I had known about the mantis experience was from, uh, interviews that Linda Moulton Howe had done. Uh, in her past uh, interviews, she had talked to different people. And uh, she, in fact, talked to, um, in one of her, I was reading up on the Mantis and, uh, and, and the experiences. And um, uh, a friend of mine <laughs> who works over at Gaia, turns out he didn't at the time, he didn't use his name. And he, he, he did this whole thing. And then I was telling him about my experience. He says, yeah, that was me. I was actually the You're one kidding. that Linda had interviewed. And oh uh gosh. Uh, and then there's a whole, uh, this Stuart, um, what's his last name? Stuart has this podcast, um, Aliens Among Us or something like that. I have to look it up, but he's a Mantis brother. There's a, there's a, we, call, we have this community of Mantis brothers that we were, and I'm sure there's sisters out there too, but um, it's funny that, that, that we've all kind of had these experiences with these beings. Um, and uh, we kind of like, it's our little secret club. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> because I didn't I also did not know very much about the mantis beings and I had kind of a neck what I did know, I thought they were more negative beings because they can show up with like zeta reticuli um, mm -hmm. encounters which tend to be more on the negative side and, and frightening for people. Right. Other people um might have, you know, experiences with like what they understand to be Pleiadian beings and it's like right. beautiful and it's clearly in, in a loving, you know, uh, but typically like the Zeta um, encounters don't tend to be that way. And I'd had the few times that I had heard of Mantis encounters, it had been kind of in that setting. So I thought they were more of a negative, um, you know, the baddies. Orientation. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Well, what, what, and I, since then I've done some more research, I've, I have had a few more encounters, uh, in, with medicine journeys with them. And, um, what I found is they are, uh, about as neutral as you That's can get. What I understand so now. Yeah. they're very, they're very, very neutral and they don't have a preference of, um, uh, of, of, you know, good or bad. 
And, <clears throat> and I call them the facilitators of desire. And uh, that was sort of came through some downloads. And uh, I, I got to interview um, uh, Elizabeth April, who has a connection with uh, um, Amantis Bean. I think its name is, what was his name, Han? I don't remember. I think, no, it was Han, the, the Zeta Reticula. I forget the, the name of the bean, but. Um, Han Solo? And she, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but she sort of verified in th- going through that interview, uh, verified a lot of the questions or the assumptions or the downloads that I had through the of who the mantis beans are and their roles and how that all works. So, um, it's a great, it's a good interview. If you once you get to that one, um, we go deeper and and I'm able to go deeper because I've had these experiences or this experience, I should, the main one. And then I've had subsequent experiences on a lesser level uh, with them during medicine journeys. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but nonetheless, yeah, it's the, really the only race that I have conscious uh, experience of interactions with mm-hmm. in, 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 in sort of that meditation, which you'd think with all the ETs I'm interviewing and all that, the Octarians and the Palladians and all this, you know, different things, you'd think I'd probably have something of, of, of more of a, like a normal kind of situation, <laughs> which none of this is normal, by the way, but, um, <clears throat> but it is becoming more in my world. It's very, yes. Right. Is, right. And you're yeah. helping to normalize it, you know, I mean, I, really good. Yeah. So do you, in your experience then, cause you mentioned about the teeth clicking and I know right, one right. time I was going, to, I was falling asleep. This was a few months ago. And I heard mm-hmm. this clicking mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, and yeah. I, that's it. That's the mantis. And I was like, and I opened my eyes cause I had only just like, I wasn't by any means asleep yet. And I was like, Oh my God, what is mm-hmm. that? And then I was like, I, I, there's nothing here. And then of course I'm like, well, I mm-hmm. guess I just thought that, but I was like, but why in the world would I think this clicking? And then the, and then I like later, I think, or maybe it was just before then sometime around, around then I sort of came across like the clicking in the mantis. But again, I didn't have mm-hmm. like, I didn't understand them as these neutral beings or, or mm-hmm. higher dimensional beings. And it was kind of like, Hey, mm-hmm. What is up with that? You know, I don't. I don't want the lower dimensional. You know, I'm thinking right, in my right. mind. You know that that that's what that was. Um, so I was very intrigued. That was all the further that that went. Um, I didn't see anything, and and nothing further. You know, happened. But it was just very interesting. And then you talking about the clicking. I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, the clicking is uh, what my understanding is when. So there's different density levels, mm-hmm. you know, of, of all beings and humans and stuff. And then the, the lower, lower density ones are the actual physical mantis the creatures mantis. that we see yeah. and our the praying mantis, mm-hmm. right? So they are uh, just imagine on a higher density level, higher uh, states of uh, uh, planes of existence that they evolve, mm-hmm. right? And so the ones that evolve and even say in our density or even a little bit higher say fourth density, fifth density, and the, the ones that still use language as opposed to just complete telepathic communication, then their language is this sort of clicking mm-hmm. style yeah. of, uh, of communication. Um, so there is an energetic signature to the clicking to them. Uh, 
uh, doesn't mean that at these higher states of consciousness, they're still clicking and talking in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, the, you know, try a lot of people are like, you know, why would they need to click if they're, you know, able to walk through walls and tr- break into our matrix yeah. and, you know, some of them, uh, um, still use ships, mm-hmm. um, and travel in, in ships on the lower density ones. But the, most of the ones that I've interacted with are just literally uh, on the other side of the veil of the matrix that we're in. And they're, uh, they can pop in and out. They don't need ships. Their bodies themselves are so uh, evolved. They're light bodies in a sense. Mm-hmm. They're more light than they are actual physical beings. Mm-hmm. And they just manifest themselves into a uh, recognizable form in our reality because we have this physical density. So that's how they end up showing them showing up yeah. right in our reality. They, they don't even <clears throat> in their reality, it's not, it's like a completely different uh, uh, perception or view or, yeah. you know, but it's all energy. It's all light. And we, and we, it geometry. reflects and ref, reflects and geometries mm-hmm. uh, in our reality. This is how it shows up. Right. So, a lot of, so, uh, you know, I, I think, um, there's nothing to be afraid of. They're malevolent. Um, uh, Wait, malevolent? Uh, malevolent? I'm sorry, benevolent. Be, be, benevolent. Yeah. They're, they're benevolent, and but they still help the malevolent, the so-called malevolent beings, because they have a bigger picture of what is, and they know, you know, like I said, the facilitators of desire. So especially during the hybridization programs, the, the, the download that I got was um, that the Zetas didn't have the technology. Now there's different stories and things going on and different people say different things. Um, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But my understanding from the download that I got was that the Zetas didn't have the t- technology to um, travel into our burrow, into our reality, or they needed help. They maybe they had it. It wasn't stable. I don't know, but they needed help. And they also needed help with the genetic programs that they were trying to uh, create their hybrids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the mantis helped in that sense, um, because it's what I, the way I understand their role is, let's say uh, on one side of the world, you have somebody with a desire, with an, an idea. Like I have an idea, I wanna do this thing. I wanna make this invention to help the world do this thing, right? And the other side of the world, there's somebody that can actually help that, but how do, how do they make that connection, right? So when that person makes that, has that idea and the light bulb goes ding, right? And it's focusing the mantis are back here and they're like, oh, there's the light bulb, okay. And there's an, oh, there's the other light bulb of the guy that can actually help it. Hmm. Now their job is to bring those two lights together. And so they're going to orchestrate and manipulate, you know, uh, schedules and events and, and, and different people and other things, you know, the, the train will stop right here at this time. So then this person has to go around that way. So it'll actually take three uh, more seconds to go to this, uh, to get on this path in order for this person on the other side of the world to, for them to actually meet and then connect. So then they can then uh, execute these ideas and, and make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. So when, when the Zetas are like, Hey, we want to make our hybridization programs for this thing. And then the humans are like, we don't want anything to do with that, but 
you know, but we also want to evolve our society into a space varying race and we want to get rid of all these old energies. They're like, okay, well, if we match these two together, the humans will learn some valuable lessons. It may be a little rough, but they'll get what they want ultimately. And uh, the Zetas will ultimately be able to preserve their race in, and so they can continue to evolve and, and, and um, you know, continue to be uh, Zetas to a certain extent, yeah. right? Uh, so that's that's why they're not necessarily malevolent mm-hmm. in the sense that we would think they are. Some it depends on your point of view. Some people are like, "That's an evil thing to do. Why would they help anybody? You know, uh, do genetic manipulation?" Right. Yeah. It's all perspective. Right. And there's that higher soul perspective because from a human being perspective, you may have one right. experience or thought about it, but from that higher mm-hmm. perspective, you know, you may you may have well. You may have a different perspective. Absolutely. It depends on your experience, depends on your background, depends on a lot, a lot of things. So, uh, and, and, and all perspectives are valid. So it's just about how do we juggle the perspectives and, and, uh, and, and find that uh, point where we can all agree that, okay, this is, this, this is okay. And, but this is not, right. you know, and then collectively we move in the, and this is what we're doing right now in our human experience yeah, like time. we're trying to figure this yeah. out right you know look at the whole world with with covid and with the you know the jab and with uh, the the truckers and you know the whole the, the whole system is is reconfiguring itself to say what is what is okay what is not okay how far can we push this direction how far you know uh, genetic manipulation uh, uh, um these are old uh karmic um uh, lessons and, and things that we have to figure out that we've been repeating, you know, for thousands of years uh, through these cycles on this plane. And this is the plane for us to, to do that, right. Uh, to do it in a safe way. Um, safe enough, right. <laughs> safe, a safer way, because when you get to these higher dimensions uh, and higher frequencies or, or higher densities, you don't have the luxury to figure it out in this sense, right? Things are happening and manifestation is happening so fast that um, it's very easy to make a mistake and to destroy your world or to destroy uh, uh, an entire civilization in the blink of an eye. Because So what my understanding is what we're doing here is is this is the this is the testing ground we have time <laughs> the illusion of time to uh in this heavier density that really stretches things out so we can course correct at different areas where if we're in these higher densities and we're making the same stupid decisions there's no way to course correct yeah. like it'd be over in a second i've heard that particularly about the sixth density that it's just like so quick and and you know like creations yeah. just come and go so fast because of that you know that let, let me share another download i got oh, um yeah, please th- this was uh um i was on an island in uh off the coast of georgia cumberland island it's this amazing beautiful oasis and um uh I may or may have not taken some uh, medicinal mushrooms, uh-huh. but uh, we'll leave that up to. <laughs> we'll leave imagine, that up to. Yeah. Just imagine that that could have happened. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, so I'm on this beach by myself. There's wild horses right oh around. It's just gosh. this crazy, amazing place. Um, and I uh, sitting in meditation and I literally fall over uh, forward and my head goes into the sand uh, and I'm gone. And then I shoot out of my body. I go up into the air and I'm seeing myself on the beach. And then I see, um, <clears throat> it looks like, do you know what a final, like uh, editing software, you know, timeline looks like? I'm, no, I'm not familiar. Okay. Well, actually, I'll, I'll see if I can turn this around here. So, so this is my editing. So okay. Editing. It, so you see all the, yeah, it, you see all the different tracks yes, yes. and you see how it plays in the video. Yeah. So, so I literally saw a timeline like this and, um, and there was sections on the left that were very slow and the picture was moving inside the picture. Right. Oh, okay. So in some of these editing software, so there's a picture moving inside the picture and it was like normal speed, right? Like, like how we perceive things. But as you go further in the timeline over here, the picture was super, super fast and like moving, like, you know, flashes of images and blah, 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 blah. And then, and then you would continue on the timeline and then it was just like unimaginable. And my interpretation at the time was that at these higher densities that, you know, we're at this low, super slow density of, of, of how time is, is on the timeline. You know, mm -hmm. this is, I think this image was given to me because of all my editing yeah, and yeah. used to playing with timelines and the, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Literally. So, um, and then I realized like, oh my God, we are so slow, yeah. like compared to the rest of, uh, uh, of reality, right. Of, of our, not our reality, but the, what's out there in, in these higher densities, it is happening at unbelievable speeds, um, creation, uh, manifestation, uh, the stories being played out are just like it's 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 we're in a very molasses like reality um compared to what's out there um so we still have a long ways to go yeah. <laughs> and this was shown to me and then uh eventually i was like trying to go on the timeline i was looking and trying to go into these higher densities but it was so fast and then uh it's the moment i thought about my my body i'm like wait where, where am I, you know, oh, my body's on the beach in the middle and then boom, and then I shot back into my beach, woke eyes open and, oh, you know, wow. in the sand and I'm like, what, <laughs> oh my God, well, what am I doing this, here? I always, I often think about this with hummingbirds. I'm like, they must just see mm. us and they're like, why are they so slow? You know, right. totally it's like i see a hummingbird i'm like what is it doing how can it do it that fast like how is it just it was yep. just there and i didn't even see it like i don't know how it got over there because it's so fast but yep. it's like how is it doing that here you know well imagine these higher density beings i mean they're on the other side of the veil mm -hmm. But that's kind of, you know, they, they pop in and, uh, you know, they, they see, uh, you know, for, for us, um, which may be a year or two years, for them, it could be a matter of seconds. And they pop into our reality 
And they're like, oh yeah, you still got, you guys, yeah, you're doing your thing. Okay, well, we'll, we'll check back in with you. And, you know, in two seconds later, they're checking back in on their timeline. And then with, uh, for us, you know, we're, we're uh, uh, five years of, of fast, you know, and we're still trying to figure out the same issues. Right? That, yeah. <laughs> so. Or we've hopped timelines or something. I mean, I feel like that's happened in the last couple of weeks where it feels like there's been some kind of shift or, or something. <laughs> I felt that too. Yeah. I, I really feel the, the, you know, I mentioned the trucker thing. I felt um, when that started, I felt a big shift in um, the collective energy around, you know, what's going on with all yeah. that. So and this is the um, truckers in Ottawa. We, we haven't really explored this mm-hmm. year. And there are a lot of people I know who have no idea this is going on, but this is Ottawa, right, right. you know, huge, huge thing going on up there. Well, our, our, our you know, unfortunately our, our news um, agencies and groups aren't really the mainstream ones aren't really doing right. a very good job of, of reporting it other than falsely reporting it and saying, you know, that they're uh, 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 extreme, you know, anarchist and they're theorists. violent yeah, and all exactly. this stuff. When, when the fact of the matter is, if, if you do any real research into it, it's so peaceful and the heart energy that's coming from it. I, I, um, I, it reminds me of uh, Standing Rock. I went to Standing Rock um, for the uh, water protectors, mm-hmm. and um, I was there the weekend that they actually uh, shut down the the, the pipeline. Um, and the energy around it—that was just right away. I just connected the the, the mm-hmm. same. But this is actually much bigger than Standing Rock, right? You have massive amounts of of, of people, the truckers and the and, and other. And the farmers and the people, uh, a lot of uh, indigenous too, on horseback or mm-hmm. you know are traveling there. Americans going up to 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 um, to travel, and the energy of it is it's 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 about peaceful protesting. There nobody you know that the they have a few people that they that designated to be spokespeople, but uh, they reiterate over and over again, no matter what, we must not engage in violence. Um, so it's, it's just about people standing, you know, in their standing rock, right. Standing in your, in your, uh, um, beliefs and, uh, and doing it peacefully and, uh, with a big heart and, and all the heart energy that's around that and the people supporting that and sending, you know, not just donations, but sending food and sending fuel and sending their, their, um, their love and their support for this group of people it's very uh energetically it's very heart opening and i I feel that that energy on the planet uh is something that's been missing because there's been uh for for the past couple of years here we've we've only seen you know violence in in um uh, a lot of people are divisiveness and a lot of people if there's sort of protests there's been peaceful protest but then there's a lot of this you know, we've seen the riots and we saw the burnings of different cities and different things like this, which always ends in a not uh, uh, so good uh, uh, way. But this, to me, this feels, you know, you, you tune into any of the live streams and, you know, they're, they're just they're dancing, dancing in the streets. I know, it's amazing. Yeah, and honking their horns, you know, yeah. and supporting. And it just feels the energy and the vibe feels very different than any of the more recent protests that we've had. Right. Um, that end up uh, many times with, with violence and, and uh, destruction of property and this kind of thing. Right. So. Yeah. 
Well, you know, you, there's something that you mentioned a while ago that I'd love to go back to because um, you talked about genetic engineering and mm-hmm. the hybridization program. And I know these in, yep. in your world are like, you know, taken for granted as like everybody knows it. Um, I know mm-hmm. it because of interview with Ed and some other things that I've oh, um, okay. read and things like that. But I don't think that um, that everybody will know what you're talking about. So um, if you want to talk a little bit about that and like the hybrid children and and things like that, whatever sure. you feel to share in that in that area, I think would be helpful. It, it It's a big story. Um and it, it's a tough pill to swallow, but in my research, uh, I actually started in researching the ET phenomenon and then uh, ended up uh, meeting and talking to many people who had, uh, this was like in 2010, 11-ish. Um, if, if you do any deep dive into the, uh, the UFO phenomenon and you, 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 you soon learn that the abduction uh, temporary detainment, right? Instead of abduction, this Bashar likes to use the word temporary detainment, which I prefer to use as well because it 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 uh, it better uh, de- describes the uh, the phenomenon uh, because they're not uh, if they if they wanted to they could just take take people and throw them out in space, right? Why would they go through the trouble of putting them back in their homes uh, safely and many times? in better condition than when they left mm. as far as uh, physical ailments and different things being um, uh, diseases and, and, and uh, uh, illnesses being healed. Yeah, so these, um, there are some incredible <clears throat> stories of healings that, like, that have happened there are. through yeah, these. There's yeah, there's many, many. So, um, so you know, the, 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 the Zetas get a bad rap, the Greys get a bad rap because of, uh, especially in the 70s and 80s, we had so, uh, a, a lot of people getting taken and uh, having memories, waking up on a table in, in a cold ship and, um, and having their uh, males having their semen taken and females having their eggs taken. And uh, it was not a pleasant memory for most people. And uh, so therefore, automatically, the grace got labeled as uh, the bad guys. They're taking people against their will, which they, in a sense, were. But uh, as I was studying this phenomenon, and actually the inspiration for this show, um, I was diving deeper and talking to a lot. I was going to therapy groups. Um, Yvonne Smith had... um, therapy groups for people for abductees and uh and i just found it fascinating i would talk to different people and uh they would tell me to share their stories and the details and and it it really uh just solidified this 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 greater idea that we're being visited um but on a much more intimate level than most people would even think and uh but i couldn't many of them were sort of in this victim mode where they were like you know those those f and ets you know they took me against my will and i uh, and they were traumatized and rightfully so but what didn't make sense for me logically was people were being put back diseases were being healed i was like how bad is this really and then and then uh i remember having a conversation with um uh, 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 Wendy Kennedy, 
she was at my, I used to do these UFO ET meetup groups at my office in the Marina, Marina Del Rey. Um, and I, I, I said, um, I was talking to her and she said, um, she was contactee that she had been taken and, and different things have happened to her when she was younger. And then she said, yeah, but it's a soul contract. And I was like, oh, that was when the light bulb went off and I'm like, soul contract. Ooh, that makes, that makes sense. That like fit all the pieces now fit together. Tell me more about that. And then she started describing, well, I channel these beings called the Palladians and that's what they described. And the, you know, they say this stuff and, and I've had some really dark stuff, but at the end of the day, it's a soul contract. I'm like, yes, that's it. Uh, and so I started diving deeper and that was the inspiration for the show is to try to understand the phenomenon talking to the higher dimensional beings from their perspective to try to uh, figure out what's going on and ultimately what so we have that this is the lore this is the story and this has come out from many many people different slight iterations and details are going to vary depending on the person just describing it but the collective stories that I've been able to put together is, uh, so there's a group of the Zetas um, that were sort of, um, sort of clone themselves to death in the sense that uh, when you make a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, it degradates. And uh, they stopped being able to reproduce in a natural way uh, through um, different um, environmental um, toxins and uh, um, uh, uh, genetic manipulation in different ways, uh, eventually things shut down and they could not copy themselves anymore. So they were uh, facing a um, an extinction a, an ex extinction event, mm -hmm. right? So um, and they were in a sense us. And their genetic makeup in the beginning uh, was very much of a human nature, or at least we contained a very similar uh, genetics signature. So this is this is now mixing in some of this information that the Zetas or, or that the Mantis came in and said, and right. basically saying that this is when the the distress call went out, and they said, "Hey, we we're dying. We need help. What do we do?" And this is when the uh, uh, plan for, uh, okay, you can go into this reality and the humans in this time period, uh, and it'll help them with their evolution to becoming, um, uh, for disclosure and becoming part of, uh, uh, you know, this galactic, galactic community. Um, community. Uh, and this will help jumpstart it. It's going to be a little bit scary for those humans in the beginning, but, um, you know, we'll, we think we can make this work. And, and that's when, uh, so in, this, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, you know, the Bar Benny and Barney Hill uh, um, in the 60s, that uh, uh, story is a quite popular one. Um, it's an abduction story between um, one of the first interracial marriages. Oh, really? and, um, and, uh, and, and I found out later that they were, you know, the ETs were quite, the, the Zetas were quite curious about that and, you know, how, how that could happen in that day and time um they were actually persecuted and, and had to move out into the country because of their uh, uh you know this is you, you know it was we've evolved a lot in the past yeah. few decades yeah. through our uh through our persecution of of uh color and race and male and female you know everything it's it's we're still going through it but right. uh it's it's crazy it's crazy when you think uh just 10 years ago some of the stuff that that was allowed mm -hmm. and accepted um so 
then um, throughout that time period, uh, really it started slowing down in the early 90s is uh, we had estimated, you know, uh, hundreds of millions of people taken aboard ships and their genetic makeup uh, taken for these to create these other races, to create hybridized races between the Zetas and, um, and, and the uh, humans. And uh, it's now my belief that they came back at that time because I think much of the uh, genetic um, uh, DNA on our planet has been contaminated through, uh, through GMOs, foods, and, and the, uh, the other thing that's been going on lately. And uh, so, so obviously those programs have pretty much come to a stop now there's uh, um <clears throat> they got all the genetic material back in in those days and and that was sort of my evaluation back in you know 2010 i'm like why did they stop and then i was saying oh well we've had this you know since the mid 90s is when we had the introduction of gmos mm-hmm. uh into our food supply and uh you know in the toxic chemicals and things that was happening before but in the mass scale that is happening mm-hmm. it didn't really start until the to the early to mid 90s uh, the sprain in the sky and everything else. So, um, so yeah, it kind of all made sense. It kind of all added up and, and, um, and, and, and over the years, people, uh, mostly mothers have been, uh, energetically connecting to their children. Um, and there's this whole phenomenon of the hybrid children and it's, uh, uh, there's been, on the ground or on the more of the physical level, the, uh, before I got into the esoteric stuff, uh, I would go to meet meetings, uh, you know, at, at, at these UFO meetings and the abductees would talk about being taken aboard the ships. This was in 2009, 10, and they had to show their children how to do mundane tasks like, uh, grocery shopping, um, you know, uh, folding clothes, <laughs> you know, these kinds of like home economics, right. Uh, classes of, of how to do stuff because they were preparing the children to, um, to come to earth was the plan at the time. Um, and you know, that was a particular timeline. I don't know where we're at with all that. I'm sure there's still, uh, parts of that story that'll probably be weaved in, but um, uh, it's my take now that still that the these children um, who may or may not be children now, who, you know, again, the, the, the time differential, like we were just saying that, you know, in these higher frequency, higher vibrational frequencies, you know, 10 years go by in our time and it may be, you know, two, two months. So maybe they are still are kids. Maybe they're growing. I've I've heard from the latest updates. I've heard from some people is that they're um, more like teenage kids that are they're interacting with, um, and they are now preparing to uh, make contact. And uh, our first contact uh, groups will be actually the hybrids, mm. you know, and and that um, even though we have a very we've had this uh, um, history of, of contact from the Palladians and other groups, Zetas and, and whatnot. The hybrids are um, because of the genetic signature, they are, you know, they are us in a sense. Um, 
that will have a, an easier time acclimating to them and they'll have an easier time acclimating to us um, at, for, for making full contact in, in, in an open, open yeah, sense. Yeah, so the, the, the hypothesis for that timeline mm-hmm. would be that they actually arrive in the physical realm mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody can see them, not just like somebody Correct. who has that capability. Because right. people, you know, different levels, people who have different spiritual psychic gifts, you know, can see interdimensionally in ways that, that other people can't, um, right. you know, if for me, that clicking that came through, you know, that I mentioned early on, it's like, okay, if I'm, that was like an, just a natural way for me to be able to experience that. If that's, if, if I'm accurately understanding what that even was, but for another person, you know, they may have an easier time just seeing something, you know, that other people can't see, but but the clicks. Yeah. 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 yeah but this would be <clears throat> yeah. like everybody could see. Yeah. Even normal people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. I think that that's where we're headed now. How long is it? Uh, how long is it going to take us? Um, you know, that's up to the collective. That's up to the more of this trucker heart energy that we can get flooding the planet. Um or we will get there. Uh, it's, is my belief. Not that, you know, we have to all support that or not. I'm just saying, I'm using that as an analogy because that's a very heart centered, uh, uh, action for the people to support that. The, the, again, sovereignty, not giving your power away. You know, these are lessons that are in my show and these are lessons from RTs and, and the, and these extra dimensional beings that are trying to teach us these things, mm-hmm. Um, and these are lessons that we're going through when we're, you know, we give up, give away our power and, you know, we get, uh, um, not so nice things happen, you know, uh, when we stand in our power, um, in a, in a peaceful and strong way, then, you know, the, the development we're, we're building the, uh, we're laying the foundation for the new earth. Mm-hmm. And, um, at least my understanding of what the new earth is going to look like in order for us to travel interdimensionally, in order for us to become a part of this galactic community, is we ourselves have to stand in our own power. Because uh, when you're, uh, uh, you know, giving your power away, it's easy for another race or another civilization to sort of fly in, float in, and say, "Hey, we have all the good toys and cool things, and if you want to." Uh, 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 have access to this, then you have to obey us and do what we say. And, uh, and we've sort of been doing that for generations, right? We've been, whether it's uh, evil reptilians or whether it's uh, king and queens or, you know, higher class, uh, this class system that we've created on the planet, it's the same story. You can put whatever label you want on it, but we've seen that it hasn't really got us, and especially it hasn't got us into the galactic communities. We're not really hanging out there. Um, But even on our own, you know, local levels, it it never really ends well. Mm -hmm. So to become part of the galactic, uh, uh, you know, federation or confederation or the, you know, the uh, association of worlds or whatever label you want to put on it, we have to stand sovereign and, uh, and, and empowered uh, individually and collectively. So, 
Uh, and I think that's what we're sort of sorting out right now with all this stuff. Yeah. I know I went off on a tangent there from the hybrids, no. but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really relevant. It's a big theme. Yes. It's really, really, yeah. The the thing for me is this, this the East T story was my gateway drug, I tell people all the time, right? It, the UFO, investigating that, and then to really try to figure out, okay, well, why is there a secret? Why is this being held from society? Why is the military having these conversations behind the scenes and they're not allowed to share it? Or what's what are the energies and the manipulations and the factors going there? And then you find out, okay, we've got this financial system that's, uh, 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 you know, sort of the the oil and the the gears of of how we do things. And then you find out how corrupt and uh, um, and, and unserving to the actual people that this system is. And then you realize, okay, well, that's got to shift. How does that shift? You know, these, this is, it becomes very big, really fast. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're like, wow, the entire human, all of humanity is enslaved and they don't even know it. And it's, and it's not, and I'm not saying that because a lot of people are like, well, you shouldn't say that stuff because you're, you know, that's conspiracy theory and you're like disempowering and they're like, no, no, no. When we're partaking in a debt-based enslavement Ponzi scheme system, the known as the fiat US dollar uh, system, then we're, we're being enslaved. Like mm-hmm. you're literally, I mean, you don't energetically have to, you know do that, but a lot of people unintentionally, unknowingly, you know, just by using that money, you know, and we think, well, I'm not a slave. I'm doing, you are a slave. Yeah. You are a slave to a system that is not serving the people. So this is the UFO talk, you know, and then I'm like, well, why isn't disclosure? Why can't they just land right now? Oh, well, they can't because you guys are enslaved and there's this whole other cabal thing and there's this, all these other things. And then it's like, and a lot of people in the spiritual community are like, well, don't go there. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's negative and you're, you're just going to um, uh, uh, invite negativity into you. And I'm like, well, no, I want to find out what's the reasoning why these things can't happen in, uh, in, 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 why, why can't we have our hybrids just show up in our backyard and, mm-hmm. and, and hang out with us, right? right? Not that they can't, and they are. They are hanging out with some people, and they are showing up. But, you know, the, I'm, I'm always about reverse engineering, going back. Like, what's the problem? Why is this not happening? And how can, what can I do to, to fix it? And right now, the big problem that is being unwound uh, is again, going back to personal sovereignty and, um, and, and, and the greater issue of the financial, the meltdown of the financial systems of the world, right? This, this debt-based enslavement system, which is not sustainable, mm-hmm. is in the last legs. Like we're energetically, we're raising our frequency. And this is a system that is pulling down. Mm-hmm. So we either have to break free from this system and create uh, uh, new ones, which we are doing with cryptocurrencies and and, and uh, decentralized blockchain, and you know the, the innovation is insane where we're headed with with all this stuff, and then uh, and then just let this other system sort of fall to the wayside. But until on a bigger scale we we we're able to do this, uh, we're not going to have the hybrids or or other ET races sort of uh, show up and and. Uh, um, 
uh, you know, have kumbaya moments out in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to those right. and I'm, I'm doing my best to have those moments without having to wait for that system to collapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting a jump start on it. But at the same time, we have to identify um, some of the blockages um, that are keeping those things from happening and then do the work, you know, and then, okay, unwind, pull on the string and, and, and find out what's, you know, and is that just the system itself or is it the energetics around the system? And it's both. It's the, this, the energy, this energy is feeding the system, which is not serving the people. So if you take your energy out, mm-hmm. that's the first step. Mm-hmm. You still have to use your dollars to go to the store and, you know, buy stuff. That's fine. But I'm going to take my energy out as much as possible and put that into a more sustainable reality mm-hmm. system uh, that uh, will be more beneficial for me as an individual standing in my sovereignty as well as the collective groups. So this is where I see the the natural evolution of humanity, and it's and it's happening. It's great, you know. Tom Malone, the uh, the inventor of the uh, mRNA vaccine that oh, was Robert, on Joe Rogan, the controversial Robert Malone. Robert Malone, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Sorry, uh, Robert Malone. Uh-huh. So he he's already put out videos. He's like, look you know, this is what's, what's coming is people are going to have to disconnect from the system, create small communities and uh, become as sustainable as possible. And, you know, cause he's already foreseen what we have to do to break free from the, the, the stuff that's happening. Right. So why wait for that to happen? Why not jumpstart? Yeah. You know, reach out to your neighbors start making those connections you know you don't have to go into et hybrids and all that stuff that makes yeah. a little big a little deep for them to understand to, to, to go you know you say wait we have to do this so the hybrids will land right, you know, right, you, right. they might you know you don't have to go that far that fast but talk have a, a dialogue about you know hey i'm growing these vegetables in my backyard um why don't you grow these vegetables or which, what would you like to grow? And maybe we could do some exchange Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and why not, why don't we go support our local farmer's market Mm -hmm. and, and uh, get and talk to the farmers and figure out what, you know, where are they getting their food and how are they doing it? And, and what, uh, 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 what growing practices are they using? Is that sustainable? Are they using chemicals? Are they going to uh, hurt the environment or uh, are they helping it? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can I support those that are doing sustainable, um, uh, clean, uh, healthy uh, practices? You know, right. whether it's uh, um, uh, local farmers or doing, you, you know, your your community. Um, how do I get clean energy? You know, how do I? Uh, right now, what do we have access? Yes, there's all these amazing technologies on the horizon as far as free energy and med beds. People talking about meds all the time. That, that's there, but it's not going to come until we energetically make that shift that uh, uh, that's going to get us there. And a lot of people are already over there with their heads, but they're not there with their actions. My belief and from my teachings and, you know, talking to all these ETs and whatnot is the the most effective uh, frequency vibration um, that we have in this realm that would affect this realm is physical action. Mm. So, uh, so yes, having the intention, the emotion, uh, the thought, these are all supportive of ultimately taking action. Physical action has the most, uh, the strongest ripples in our, in this reality, um, 
so if you want to really make change, then you have to take physical action to, to, to or you don't, you don't have to, but it's, a, it's the strongest vibrational frequency uh, ripples that we're going to get from uh, doing anything. So you can still have the ripples mm -hmm. through thought, through prayer, through meditation, through um, emotions, feeling, mm -hmm. you know, without taking action, you can still feel in things, right? And people feel negativity, they feel positivity, and there's a lot of feeling going on. Very important to feel. But to actually make the ripples in the in this reality uh, in a in a more concise, you know, direct. straight, you know, mm -hmm. direct way would be taking physical action. Now, it could be subtle. Mm -hmm. You know, if I want to be in my sovereignty, and, and own my, uh, uh, you know, my space and not have any, anybody else uh, sort of take away from that, I can do something as simple as planting a tomato in my uh, uh, window seal. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need to have full autonomous, you know, gardening yeah. and everything else that I, but just the act of planting the tomato in the idea of like, this is going to support my sovereignty. So I'm not dependent on the supermarket to get my tomatoes. It's, it's that those small gestures, taking the physical action is really in, in a sense, uh, all we really need, uh, for now, right. To get this, to get things going, because, um, uh, that in itself is is the intention behind it, and you're taking a physical action. And there's another life coming into this reality, uh, 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 an energetic vibrational signature of the tomato and the plant, and it's growing. And you're putting your intention into it as you're supporting its life, giving mm -hmm. it food under the sun. And this is for my sovereignty, mm -hmm. right? So it's it's uh, there's a lot of energy in that uh, plant mm -hmm. that uh, then we we can then take that and magnify that. And again, this is going into our communities and everything else sort of going back into the story I was just saying. Ultimately, it is what what I've come down to is there. It's about what is your reaction to that information, mm. right? So it, it could be, you know, if you want to believe in the dark cabal, you know, trying to take over the world, um, conspiracy theory, uh, you know, is that going to, uh, is that idea and that belief, is that story, is that going to help move you into a positive action um, right. uh, uh, story where you're now taking, okay, I believe in that story because now I'm actually taking physical action and positivity and making positive changes in my life. Um, or by believing in that story, do I just throw in the towel and, True. oh, the whole thing's, you know, it, oh, we're, we're doomed. Yeah. yeah. Disempowering. So it, it, it's the same story, but it's how you react to it. Yeah. And if you, and some people don't have the discipline or the understanding to take positive action on a negative story. Right. Right. I was hoping to just get before we wrap up here, um, what is in the works for you right now? Cause I know you're doing some stuff or you, you have done some stuff with the Mitchell Hedges crystal skull. Um, yep. I don't know if you're still currently working on interview with Ed. What's what's going on? I am. So uh, a couple new episodes, four new episodes just came out this past, uh, you know, week, I guess, uh, with with interview with Ed. And I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see those. I haven't or not. yet. No. Um, so it's it's a fun it's a fun um, round of episodes 
revolving around uh, Dolores Cannon's uh, quantum healing uh, hypnotherapy techniques, right? Okay. The, 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 her uh, specialized techniques that she, you know, there's practitioners all over the world. Mm -hmm. And um, I found out about uh, Beverly and Suzanne and uh, Suzanne Spooner, who's one of uh, the main practitioner teachers of this technique that worked close to uh, Dolores has her own YouTube channel and she was putting up different um, regression sessions. And uh, this was not this past summer, the summer before. So about a year and a half ago, I was sent one of these sessions and um, from a fan of the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, hey, you should check this out. So that's a lot of, a lot of how I end up going for these interviews is just through synchronicities or people send me stuff and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, so I listened to it and it blew my mind um, because it was so in line with this, everything that's going on, but it had this unique language. Uh, Beverly, who was being regressed, had this unique uh, way of describing the, you know, what we're going through here on earth. And, um, and I was like, oh, cool. I want to, I want to talk to them. So while we're filming this documentary with Bill and uh, you know, we've been doing this for, for about two years now and Bill and the Skull going all around. Uh, uh, we were uh, driving through Des Moines, uh, Iowa, and um, and I said, hey, Bill, can we, can we make a stop here for the weekend? It was an Easter weekend, uh, not this past Easter, the Easter before. Um, uh, or was it this past Easter? Where are we at now? I don't even know. Where, where, which time am yeah. I on? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was this past Easter. Uh, it was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, Easter's coming up, I guess. Yeah. Um, so this past Easter, uh, we were driving through, we had the skull and I was like, hey, can we make a pit stop here? We got to do this thing. And it's great because we ended up regressing Bill. Really? And, and he, uh, so that's a, a big part of the documentary is, is, is this is Suzanne putting him under. But uh, first we, we, uh, Beverly came from Nebraska and showed up and uh we regressed her and um did this whole thing and and uh got to talk to the designers that's the the designers of our reality simulation is the beans that she channeled in, in this regression way she, she can't really just channel them channel them i think now maybe she can she's done enough of these regressions but it came through in this regression session and we got to have a dialogue and um, that's a great band and name, the, the regression session. We should start. We should start a band. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Have Bill as the main lead singer. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so it's it's a fun it's a fun four episodes because it's a little bit different than my usual format, mm -hmm. uh, but yet very familiar. And you know, we're talking to extra dimensional beings and all this fun stuff, and the. Um, and then there's this library of other sessions that Suzanne and Beverly have um, prior. So they did three sessions prior to my fourth session uh, with them doing the interview. So you can go back and listen to all of the material and the links are all in my show uh, posts and stuff. So you can go back and listen to those, which is fascinating. So if you just tune into my show for these last four episodes plus all the other stuff you'll be busy for the next uh oh, probably week yeah. just tuning in to all that stuff and um uh so that uh the next episode i've got coming up is with a uh, channeler named a seal 
and he channels uh, different angelic beings and uh, another unique channeler in the sense that he's uh, he travels around the world um, sort of doing similar work to like Bill with the skull uh, where Bill takes the skull to different places and ley lines and energetic uh, um, grid lines and, and sort of charges it up. A seal does the same thing, but just a seal. He himself goes and he'll take groups and then they'll go and, and do meditations and channel in light beings uh, and angelic beings to sort of grid grid the planets um, or charge up the planets ley lines. So uh, there's a lot of that in season three. It's, it's fascinating because there's a lot of people that are being divinely guided to, uh, um, to, bring in this this energy for our earth mm-hmm. right now because we're the way it's talked in 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 the uh interview with, with beverly and the designers is that there's another earth that's already been created um in a sense in a holographic form and what we're trying to do is overlay that earth into our current earth and uh and what has to happen is uh you can't just slap it on there like you have to lay the foundation in a sense energetically through the current ley lines and grids so it can fit in and um and and snap and so we can snap into that reality in a, in a less uh aggressive way or it may not it wouldn't even fit right so so what what i'm my understanding is there's a lot of light workers you know uh people who are getting these uh communications through these other beings and actually other beings on the other side of the veil. So they're doing a lot of work too. Um, and we're all working in conjunction so we can lay down the foundation. So this new earth can, can, can stick in. And then, then we can, in a sense, jump timelines, which we're jumping timelines every day in every way, mm-hmm. but in a, in a larger societal, like collective uh, way we can shift to this new earth and, and then, uh, and then from there, expand, go for the next twenty six thousand year cycle, or whatever. And that we can, we can uh, uh, have these higher energies, grid in these higher energies. And they they talk about it that it would use the existing grid system, or because I've also heard that potentially there would need to be new ley lines because of the compromised positioning of the power nodes. You know. Sure. Yeah, I I would assume that that. That's, I would assume that that's what we're doing. Uh, in the interview with with uh, the designers, I ask about the the pyramids, mm-hmm. and they're still very very much working, and um, and uh, in, in in adding to the to the ley line, mm-hmm. inter, you know, energy grids that have already been laid out. So it's just a matter of I think adding more. And yeah, I would I would assume that this new Earth is going to have different lay different gridding points as well mm-hmm. um you know we we've heard different through this the the lore and the stories we've heard that the you know the heart chakra of the planet is moved from uh you know tibet to um uh like the machu picchu area mm-hmm. in 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 south america like that's the new uh heart chakra like these chakras and the the energy centers are mm-hmm. moving in a sense yeah. realigning in different ways so um I, I would say probably any already existing energy point on the planet is will, will then be either magnified or the energy might shift in different ways mm-hmm. but i would say you're 
probably if you if you found a ley line an existing one uh i'm sure it'll be in play in the new earth yes plus more right and and it'll probably be much more right well there are so many like um they so many of the power nodes have been taken by like you know massive churches or they're underwater or right right you know right and I wouldn't say taken, but just uh, distorted, yeah. perhaps. The energy is still there. The, 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 it's still an acupuncture point mm-hmm. uh, of the planet. But it might not it's be accessible. Just, or, yeah, or it might need some tuning. Yeah, but like government so, bases. I, I don't know. I've heard that yeah. there are government bases yeah, yeah. on a lot of them, too. And so sure. access yeah. to them is limited. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but again, this this uh, shift into the heart, you know, no matter what your religion is or what your belief system is, when we can move into the that frequency, that unifying frequency of heart energy, then um, then it doesn't matter if a church is on there or not, because you're still going to have now you have uh, uh, you know collect collective people subscribing to a different version of the belief system from before that may be disempowering. Maybe it's now a new empowering energy. Mm. So I, I, I have faith yeah. <laughs> kind of a, that strange word to use, but in this sense, but I have faith that our, the religions of the world will adjust in vibration and frequency. So they're no longer disempowering and they're more of an empowering. There'll be slight adjustments because overall, I mean, most religions of the world have that basic uh, fundamental, um, you you know, uh, um, helping others and, you know, good, good, good intentions. Right. So it's just good. Like people in the congregation, you know, yeah, yeah. I like that timeline. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, I'm seeing it in my local community here in, in Big Bear, uh, very much connected to the, the churches here in the, in the um, uh, uh, mostly it's a Christian based community. Um, and I'm just seeing, you know, the amount of heart uh, outpour of heart energy and support as a community, you know, and I may be the strange guy that talks about aliens, but but I'm seeing they're not as, you know, standoffish about that mm-hmm. idea anymore. They're like, oh, yeah, Ruben's into aliens. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's okay, though. You know, he's a good guy. And, an and then likewise, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then so and for them too, and you know, yeah. you know, and I and I don't push it, and, and, they, and they're good. They don't push s- some of their things either. And I, I just seen this, this massaging uh, or this relaxing into certain ideas and things that in the, you know, not so distant past would be demonic, you know, yeah, don't go there. Right, that's evil, right. you know? And now it's like, Oh, okay. You know, it's all right. Well, we, we can, you know, yeah. Apparently, you know, the government, uh, the Pentagon has said that UFOs are real right. and, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they're not all out to get us and bomb us and destroy us or, you know, all that stuff. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's uh, it, the sh- it's shifting slightly, and yeah. you know you just have to kind of let it organically, um, uh, uh take place. Mm-hmm. And and the more we just stay in our heart, in our opening and compassion, uh, uh, compassionate with our communities and our, um, then then that the those uh those barriers get broken down pretty quick. Right, right. That's beautiful. 
And and what about your documentary with the Crystal Skull and Bill Hellman? We're, we're about to, Steve and I are going to be on the road again tomorrow, actually. We're heading to Sedona to meet up with Bill awesome. uh, for an event out there. Um, we still still got a long ways to go with the editing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's quite the uh, monster. I'm sure you have to, a ton uh, of footage. Oh, two years of yeah. <laughs> hanging out with Bill. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, and it's such a massive story, too. Um, you know, we're talking not just about the Crystal Skull, but Bill and his life. Mm-hmm. And this guy is so interesting. And he's been traveled the world, you know, and, and done so many interesting things and met so many different people. And um, so we're trying to tell both stories and the other different interesting people that come in to interact with Bill and the Skull. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other, you know how are all these people indigenous elders and you know, leaders and uh different people that uh come in in in, in into that story it, it's a lot there's a lot of through lines yeah. that we're trying to make sure we cover and uh um and, as well as the et connection you know the the, the atlantis and the ancient uh, history connection um i see the skull as as one of these key uh, nodal points in connecting, uh, the past and the future. And it is sort of this, um, it's a physicalized object in our reality, which is, is very, um, uh, rare to have, you know, we have a lot of energy, you know, we talked, we just talked about ley lines and, and, you know, and people who aren't energy sensitive may not under even, what is that, right? That's, they can't even, uh, uh, imagine or fathom that kind of talk, mm-hmm. but now you have this physicalized crystal skull that, uh, you know, we still don't understand how it was made or, or what technology could have gone into making this thing, uh, which, which then opens the door for a lot of people who aren't, you know, feeling the energy or seeing the things or doing the thing, you know, or aren't having the ET connections or that kind of thing. They have a, a physicalized um, object that they can, uh, start to meditate on, think about, uh, it, it, it starts unlocking those doors, you know, curiosity. Well, how was it made? Was it, you know, you go deeper and you can go into, down a million rabbit holes. Did maybe the ETs brought it here. Maybe that, you know, maybe, uh, it was manifested through, um, uh, maybe it was, maybe it's older than ETs who knows, you know, there's all these mysteries around it. Uh, that we're exploring in the in the movie, but just having that physicalized object is uh, a, a big key to um, exploring and opening the the mysteries of of the universe. Right. Yeah, it is fascinating. And the couple of times that I've been, you know, so honored to be able to interact with it, you know. Later, it ha- it has shown up in visions and you know in meditation mm-hmm. or whatever, where it's like, oh, it, that's it's the skull, you know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right, right. where'd that come from? I wasn't even I hadn't even thought about that in days or whatever, you know. And it's like just right. clear as day, like there's the skull, you know. So it's it is like super interesting that, like you say, it's this physical thing that that we can interact with here but it's clearly multidimensional and we all are multidimensional too, but um, it's, it's really fascinating. I cannot wait to see how this all comes together in your, in your film and, uh, and 
get to experience that. That'll be really beautiful for everybody. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to delivering that to the world. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. It is so much fun to hang out with you. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I I have many tangents that can go on. I I apologize. It's all perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Perfect. Well, thank thank you. you so much. You're always welcome. Thank you. Whenever, um, whenever you'd like to come back, open door for you. Awesome. Wonderful. I'm sure I'll have lots more to talk about in just a couple more months. Yeah. Hanging out with Bill. and. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. Please share this episode. I appreciate your support, rating, reviewing, and sharing. So thank you again for listening. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation.